Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 2nd of November. The RBA Governor is warning there are more rate rises on the way to try and stop skyrocketing inflation and prevent Australia slipping into a recession. Philip Lowe made the sobering predictions after the RBA yesterday increased the official cash rate for the seventh consecutive month by 0.25%. The NAB is the first of the big banks to move on the interest rate increase, with others expected to follow today. Despite a number of rate increases, inflation is still too high with record CPI numbers released last week. RBA Governor Philip Lowe admitting international events are also a concern. The board seeking to return inflation to 2 to 3 per cent while at the same time keeping the economy on an even keel. I think it is still possible to do this, but there is a lot of uncertainty at the moment and we could be knocked off that narrow path, particularly by events abroad. And joining us now for his expert analysis on yesterday's rate increases, economist Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, the RBA, as we know, increased the official cash rate by 0.25%. Some experts are saying they should have increased it by half a percent. So did the RBA go hard enough? Tash, good morning. That is the $64 question. I I don't want to be that guy, right, particularly people listening with mortgages. I don't think they did. Uh, We know that inflation has jumped to 7.3%. Only the day before, so Monday, we saw the retail trade numbers come out and a massive jump in retail spending. There is every sign, unfortunately, that thus far, the RBA is having almost no impact on the economy. Plenty of impact on people who are doing it tough, and I don't want to be blind to that. Uh, but the reality is if, if, if their stated aim is to get inflation back under control, and it is, there's simply no sign that it's working just yet. I think the longer it takes us to get there, the greater the chance either there's more damage done in the meantime or we actually have to increase rates even further or for longer to have that impact. I'd much rather them go shorter and sharper. But Phil Lowe is the expert, I'm not. And hopefully, for all of our sakes, he's right and I'm the one who's wrong. I heard some people say yesterday, look, they didn't expect it to be that low at 0.25%, so it actually Mm. won't stop inflation. Is that a real concern? Yeah, it is. And, and I think that that's exactly the, the challenge is, you know, as I said, up till now, we've, it's been literally no impact at all. The RBA had already said last month, and this is the other thing, that they kind of put a stake in the ground they couldn't resile from. When they went from half a percent in September to 0.25 in October, what they basically said was, hey, we're going to do this because we A, want to give it longer to have an impact, but also we want the impact to be longer. In other words, more 0.25 increases rather than a few 0.5. So they want to drag this out longer to try and make sure I think they actually do push inflation down. It also gives them a chance to respond if they do go too far, perhaps. And it's not a, not the world's worst idea. But yeah, I mean, the, the reality is they've already said neutral rates are between 2 and 3%. We're now at 2.85. In other words, we're still roughly at neutral. And that's with an inflation rate of above 7% and an economy running at capacity. They are trying to cool things down. They, it, you know, using their own words, we're not even at that point where contraction starts to become an issue. I would have loved to have seen them get there more quickly just to minimise the, the duration of this and, and hopefully some of the pain. But again, as I said, uh, Phil Lowe's the experts who've been doing this for years. The econocrats have centuries of combined experience. Uh, so I desperately hope they're, they're the ones who are right. So how much more pain is on the way, do you think, Scott? How many more <sighs> rate rises can we see, especially if we see spending really increase over Christmas, New Year, and inflation continues to be a concern? 
Oh man, so yeah, I mean the RBA themselves have already said they've now increased. This is the other thing they they went only zero point two five, and at the same time they increased their forecast for inflation, which does mm-hmm. is a bit of a head scratcher. And now expecting eight percent to be the peak, I reckon that's still a bit conservative. The market is super split, so the, the honest answer is nobody knows for sure. Uh, some of the market are saying three point one percent might be the end, and that's only a you know a point two five increase away. Others are saying 3.85. That's a full four more 0.25% increases. The market's actually pricing in more than 4%. I don't want to scare anybody in the, this morning, but that's the situation that we find ourselves in. If I was a betting man, Tasha, I'd say about three and a half is roughly where they'll stop. So that might be two to three more rate rises, depending on how specifically they get to that point. It's going to be probably almost certainly one next month. January, they don't have a meeting unless they call an emergency meeting. So we'll get, let's get January off. And I think probably another two sometime in the first half of next year. Let's hope the RBA's got it right. Thanks so much, Scott. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Tash. In other news this Wednesday morning, celebrations have continued throughout the night after Gold Trip took out the coveted Melbourne Cup yesterday. More than 70,000 packing at Flemington Racecourse despite four seasons in one day, which saw torrential rain, wild wind and even hail hit the track. Here is the winning moment in the race that stops the nation. Gold Trip is brave. The winning moment even sweeter for jockey Mark Zara, who last year missed out on riding the Melbourne Cup winner very elegant because he was suspended for breaching COVID restrictions. Here is Mark just moments after winning the Melbourne Cup. I got to the front a bit, a bit soon, but I, he's a horse that when you go for him, I really want to go for him, you know, don't give him a chance to think about it. And, uh, yeah, that last hundred, I was thinking, it's just piss off him. No one come near me, you know, and, uh, oh, it's just a waste, an absolute waste when you cross the line. That audio thanks to Channel 10 and it was the French horse's second only career win and we'll have more on the Melbourne Cup coming up shortly in sport with Brett Thomas. Perth teenager Cassius Turvey will be honoured at vigils across the country today after his alleged murder. A moving ceremony was held in Perth on Monday night. Now more vigils are taking place in Adelaide, Darwin, Brisbane and Sydney to remember the 15-year-old who was allegedly attacked by a stranger on his way home from school. A fundraiser set up for the teen's family has already raised more than half a million dollars. There are concerns another COVID wave is on the way with cases increasing across the country. A number of new variants, including XBB, which originated in Singapore, have now been detected in Australia, with experts also keeping a close eye on some emerging sub-variants. Epidemiologist Professor Rainer McIntyre has told the ABC, despite COVID restrictions easing, the danger is far from over. Well, I think, uh, you know, COVID's not going anywhere. There's, um, we haven't got the kind of vaccines yet that could um, really um, bring it under control. And we're not, we're not even enforcing isolation. And actually, isolation is one of the key measures to prevent transmission. Wild weather, torrential rain and floods have again smashed parts of Queensland, Victoria and New South Wales. Hundreds of residents have been evacuated in southern New South Wales around Cootamundra and in Cowra in the state's central west as floodwaters continue to increase. Federal Emergency Management Minister Murray Watts says for anyone affected, the message is simple. Stay in touch with the SES websites, listen to the radio, listen to the media about what the emergency situations is. And please, if, if we do issue evacuation orders, it is really important for 
the people that, that listen to them. We don't want people getting trapped in floodwaters and then needing rescuing. It's not good for the people themselves and it certainly makes life harder for our SES personnel. And along with torrential rain, there's also been an icy addition to the wild weather with temperatures plummeting across the country. Parts of the central west in New South Wales are expecting to see snow today. Our reporter Saskia Channing has more from regional New South Wales. Tash, the mercury has plunged across parts of New South Wales this week. Orange is currently shivering through the coldest three-day snaps seen in the area during the month of November in 22 years. Residents are expecting to see that snow fall around Mount Canobolis and even lower into the town today. It's definitely a novel change from the heavy rainfall we've been seeing across the state. Places like Cootamundra and Gundagai in the Riverina have had more than 60 mils over the past few days. Further north in the Hunter region, upwards of 120 mils has dropped since the start of the week. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Australia's path to the T20 World Cup semi-finals just got a whole lot tougher. Yes, good morning, Tash. We were barracking for New Zealand to beat England last night at the Gabba. Did not play out that way, though. England getting a 20-run win. Josh Butler uh, led the way, top scoring with 73. But the Black Caps dropped him twice, so they've only got themselves to blame uh, for that loss last night. Now, as you mentioned, for an Australian perspective, it means that England has jumped ahead of us. We need to thrash Afghanistan on Friday night in Adelaide to boost our net run rate. Brad Haddon, the former Aussie vice-captain, told Listeners Willow Talk podcast, England has stepped up at the right time of the tournament. And credit goes to the English. And this is why they're so good in this form of the game. Their backs were against the wall, but they're able to execute under pressure when it counted. Now, if we were to lose to Afghanistan, we would then need England and New Zealand to both uh, go down in their final group games, which is highly unlikely. Yeah, absolutely. To the Melbourne Cup, as we mentioned earlier, a record race for the extraordinary horse Gold Trip, winning the Melbourne Cup. And now there's predictions it could be going for back-to-back wins next year. Yeah, that is confirmed. Gold Trip will be back again next year to uh, hopefully repeat its stunning success at Flemington yesterday with 300 metres to go, storm to the front and never look back. A sensational win. And also for the jockey, Mark Zara, who last year was supposed to ride very elegant, who went on to win the Melbourne Cup, but he was suspended for three months due to an Airbnb COVID party scandal. He says this achievement will take a while to sink in. It's like crying. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a day. That Last hundred, I was thinking, no one come near me, you know, and uh, oh, it's just elation, absolute elation. And at Sydney's Randwick yesterday, Rustic Steel took out the $2 million big dance, Tash. Yeah, unbelievable. And Alastair Clarks and Brett will finally start work at North Melbourne today despite that ongoing investigation with the Hawks racism scandal. Yeah, he was ticked off to return last week. Uh, He could have actually uh, been at Arden Street yesterday, but of course it was Melbourne Cup Day, so he officially starts today. The players aren't due back for a couple of weeks yet, so he'll spend some time uh, putting together their pre-season training schedule and also fighting to clear his name as that uh, investigation is ongoing into what took place uh, in terms of the treatment of First Nations players at at Hawthorne uh, a few years ago now, and he is determined to clear his name. The AFL hopes that that will be wrapped up by uh, a few days before Christmas, Tash. Brett, did you back a winner? I did not. No money on the cup yesterday, but uh, well done to Gold Trip, a sensational performance. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. 
And Qantas and Australia Post will be recreating their first airmail flight today, 100 years since the service took off. It will depart from Brisbane this morning, stopping past historic locations across regional and rural Queensland. A number of guests will also be on board, including Alastair Fish, who's the grandson of one of the founders of Qantas. My uh, grandfather was the uh, pilot on the uh, return route, which uh, carried the mail, but also the first ever passenger for Qantas. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.